looking for some solutions to some challenges you're facing in your life or some direction on what you should do next. Or maybe just simply, I want some freedom in my life and more peace. And I, this thing of hope you talk about, I want it brought to life every day in my life because it can be. You're at the right place. This is the Intentional Living Center, uh, part of the Ministry of Family Life Communications. And uh, I'm Dr. Randy, along with Joel, who's on the board today, and Stephen, our producer, and you all, as we get a chance just to talk about the things that matter most in your life. we got a great show ahead, and our phone line's open if you want to join in. Maybe you have uh, looking for someone just to bounce off a, an issue you're facing or a challenge or a question about life. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. 888 is my number. The phone line's open. I'm live. This is the Intentional Living Center. Uh, again, 888 What's Intentional Living? Listen, our mission is to help you every day. We have a passion to help you experience life as God intended, period. The question is this, is the way you're living your life today the way God intended? Did God intend for us to be miserable every day in our marriage? Did God intend for us to be up to our eyeballs in debt, frustrated with our children, just working to make a buck, miserable, lost, lost spiritually? procrastinating, stuck? I don't think so. In fact, I know so. The Bible tells us he, ge- he gives us a hope and a future. I believe that. And we are here to encourage you, help you and, uh, along the way. If you want to join in, you have a question, give me a call, 888 Two things for intentional living. You need, and I need every day, a clear, actionable intention in our life for whatever it is you're facing. If you're facing a problem with your kids, you need an actionable, clear intention for your kids. If you're struggling with your money, listen, you need a clear, actionable intention for the money that God allows you to be a steward of. It's not just a good idea or even to have just a goal. A goal's good, but it's got to be stronger than that in intention. And the second thing is you need the right daily habits. Maybe you and I need a habit makeover. I know I do in some areas. I'm working on some of my own life. It's a continual process. Think of it from the biblical perspective. Paul says to us in Philippians chapter 3, I press toward the goal. He had a goal. We see in Scripture uh, men and women who are very goal-directed. They may never have used that word, but they knew why they were here. And once God got a hold of their lives, they were goal-directed. And then as far as habits, isn't it interesting that we see, uh, for example, in the Old Testament, the prophet Daniel, boy, you talk about a guy that uh, had the right kind of habits. It says in uh, Daniel 6, for instance, that Daniel always, you can circle the word always, is like a habit, right? A habit is something that you always do. And we help you discover how habits are formed. God's intention for habits in our life. Daniel always prayed to God three times every day, the scripture says. Three times every day. He bowed down on his knees to pray and praise God, even though Daniel knew about the new law, and uh, in parentheses, he could lose his head over this. Even though he knew it, he was going to stick with this custom, this always, this habit, because he knew it was the right thing to do. And it goes on to say, he still went up to his house to pray. He went up to the upper room of his house, and he opened his windows. He faced toward Jerusalem It says, then Daniel bowed down on his knees and prayed just as he always had done. You talk about habit makeover. This was a habit 
that had uh, changed his life. Clear, actionable intentions and the right daily habits. What are you struggling with today? Love to talk to you. Got a question? Join in the discussion. Phone lines open. Dr. Randy here. 888-888-1717 is the number. 888-888-1717. Let's go to our first call. Hi, Dr. Carlson. Uh, My name is Hillary. I've been married five years now, and my husband and I have had our ups and downs, and lately we've been, you know, we're not down. It's just I'm starting to find I'm I'm so frustrated with our lack of communication. If I try to bring something up, um, to talk about something, you know, and it was something we disagree on, he preferred just let's just not talk about it. And I try my best, you know, like let's just you know compromise. Let's let's have a civil conversation and work this out. And his answer is I'm nagging and I'm complaining, and he just wants to let it go. And I have such a hard time with this, and you know, and then he gets kind of frustrated with me and so he gets very snippy and, and kind of belittling and I'm trying my best to come up with better solutions you know and I, I've looked into marriage counseling but I don't think he'd do it because he looks at like counseling we don't need counseling really we just need to learn to communicate and he's just not willing to try I don't know I just thought maybe if he had an idea maybe some advice you know that, that seems their only real problem that we can't seem to work through is he wants to ignore everything, and I want to talk mm. it out and figure out a solution. Yeah, it's more its more than just that's the only problem we have. That is the problem we have. And, uh, Hillary, listen, that problem will permeate into every other aspect of your life. And you see that. And I hear it hidden behind maybe how you shared your question. A lot of hurt. I think it's time for a wake-up call. We talk about intention. Your intention is clearly to want to have better communication and more intimacy in our marriage. And the daily kind of habit is that you guys need to communicate. You need to have a habit of communicating with each other. So how do you get a breakthrough? I, I think you need a wake-up call with your husband. I, I think you need to, to take him by the ear if you can uh, lovingly and sit down and say, honey, I love you, but two things. You, you think we're communicating, but we're not. And, and I, I, it's not you, it's not me, it's both of us. We need to learn how to do this. We need to get some help, read a book, go to a conference. See a counselor, but we need to start talking about the things that matter. And you need to let him know how this affects you. Not blaming him, but just saying that when we don't talk, this is how it affects me. It affects me how I feel about you, about our marriage, about intimacy, about everything having to do with the importance of our marriage. And secondly, and if he's kind of a head guy, which he may be, meaning he's kind of uh, lost in his thinking, tell him the facts. You know, we didn't talk about this last month, and look what's happened as a result of it. Let him see the consequence and talk about it. Not, not accusatory, not blaming, but just saying together, when we don't talk, here's some of the results that have occurred. Listen, we can't commu- if we can't communicate, we don't have much going on in life, right? Not true, Joel? Right? I see you shaking your head in there. If we can't communicate in our marriage with our kids, with our spouse, with our boss, with our employees, with our coworkers, uh, you know, we're lost. And so this is a big deal. We need to be intentional in this area of uh, really communicating with each other. All right. All right. You can join in. Maybe you have a question for me today. I want to show you how intentional living can bring more freedom, more peace, and bring hope to life because it can. God intends for you to have more freedom and peace. I believe that. And that's why we're here. We love you. And I'm a friend, just a friend. Want to help you. 888 right. Tracy is in Arizona. Hi, Tracy. 
Hi, how are you? Good, good. Appreciate your call today. Did you have a nice uh, Christmas? Do you have a nice Christmas? Uh, yeah, I did. It, good. it was good. I was with family. It was it was good. Good. All right. Well, what what's your question okay. today? So, I am a single grandma raising my two kids. I've adopted both of them. Mom is in active addiction. Mm. Um, I just feel I just feel lost. I feel like I'm not being the best parent I can be to them. My grandson has lots of issues, you know, due to drug addictions and the things that he's been through. And now I just adopted, well, I adopted my three-year-old granddaughter. I've had her, though, since she was two months old. And it's just, I just, I feel like I'm not the best person I can be. And I feel like I'm doing everything wrong with them um, as as a parent. And I just, I, I know Jesus is always with me. And, but I don't know, somewhere along the way, I just feel like I'm, like I've lost my myself and trying to get back with Jesus. I just feel like I'm, I'm not with him, you know, like I should be anymore. See, I hear two things, Tracy. One is I hear you saying I've lost myself. And then I heard you say, I'm not doing a good job with these kids. No. And I feel, and that's how I feel. I mean, like I said, my grandson's got lots of anger issues and, you know, we've got him in therapies and, but I, I mean, like yesterday I heard their call. Um, or your radio, and I was going to call in this, and I'm like, no, I'm not calling in. Um, but, you know, like yelling, and I just feel like I've I've lost myself to this, and I'm I'm feeling guilty, and I, I want to live intentionally. I want to be the person God wants me to be. No, Tracy, and I, I just feel, I don't know, I feel alone, and I feel lost. Let's rise above it for a moment. If you hadn't stepped in the gap, who would have? Nobody. No, they would. I mean, are, are there they, was nobody too. Are they in a better place now than they would have been? Oh, definitely. Yes. Are you giving them more love and care and, and safety and security than they would have had? Oh, definitely. All right. Can we cut Tracy a little slack here today? <laughs> huh? I know. Can we love Tracy? Yeah, Can we you. love all love on Tracy a little bit here? Come on, Tracy. Give yourself a little <laughs> pat on the back. You're okay. Grandma didn't expect to do this. I think a big part of it is, I'm wondering, little anger, little resentment. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, like, um, you know, my daughter is in jail right now. And I, I do. I hold the anger and I try to let it go. And it's just, it's so hard. Are you a single grandma here? Do we, do we have grandpa involved too? No, no, no. It's all me. And all I work, right. you know, yeah. So you're 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 raising your grandkids. You're trying to be a good. You're trying to be supportive as you can to your daughter, and you're having to work yep. and do everything. Superwoman yep. Tracy. <laughs> well, I don't think that sometimes, and everybody's like, you know, you're just a. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel. I'm not perfect. No, you're not. I am. Um, That's right. But no, are, I'm are not. You... And I and I know that. And I'm just. But I feel. Like you said, I need to give myself a break, Yep. but I also feel like, I mean, I haven't been going to church like I used to all the time because I'm so busy and I know that's an excuse, but it's just like everything around me just seems so. All right. Hey, everything went, hey, listen, your whole world turned upside down the day your daughter went off to jail. Yes. Right? 
you you had your life sort of laid out. You were heading in a certain direction, doing certain things, and and then boom, yep. Uh, yep, this exactly. got injected right into your life, and you're trying to recoup and rebuild and figure out what direction do I take now? Yeah. Yes. Who's helping you do that? Um, I mean, you know, my mom and them are, they, they help a lot. I have a sister that, you know, will step in, but my mom's not been in the best health lately and they live further away. And so honestly, it's just. Tracy, it's the caregiver. Yes. And I've always been a caregiver. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just had my uncle that lived with me and he passed away from cancer last January and he had lived with me for four years. And Randy, I'm tired. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody listening to you is tired. We're tired <laughs> listening to Tracy be tired. <laughs> and, I, and I say that and I say that with love. Tracy, you need to take care of yourself. And a couple of things, you know, we're talking intentional living. Um you have a clear goal here and you know what it is. It's to to step in the gap and take care of these kids. I mean, you're not wrestling with the goal. You know what that is. You know what your intention is. It seems to me where you're wrestling is this whole thing of your daily actions and your habits and your reality and your schedule. And uh, I, here's what I encourage you to do. First of all, you need to take care of yourself. You just have to admit, hey, I'm doing a lot better for these kids than they would have been. And so their anger problems and all of these things you see, they're coming from what's happened up to this point. So give yourself a break. Number two, give yourself some help. You need to be able to reach out. You need to find some help for yourself. Some people in your church, talk to your pastor, pastor's wife. Um, maybe you can put a new sketch. You need some new habits, new routines, because it's a whole new thing. Hey, listen, we're grandparents. And Don and I, we have an empty nest and we have our little routine and we know what's going on. Then all of a sudden all the grandkids show up. And the whole world turns upside down to our great delight. But it's only for a period of time, right? It's for a few hours or a day or a weekend or whatever. And then we hand them back and say, God bless you. And we go back to our routine. You're, you don't have that. You've got, to help, you've got to develop a whole new routine. You've got to develop a whole new life. And so my encouragement to you, Tracy, is to... Find somebody who can give you some encouragement, and then you need to take care of yourself. Going to the health club, going for a walk, figuring out a schedule to get back into church. But please learn to say no. You need to start saying no to things that are keeping you from the yes things you need to say yes to. Can I tell you right now, I look at Don and I in our empty nest situation. If all of a sudden um, we had the we had our grandkids 24 hours a day and had all the challenges and things you're facing, we'd have to say, you know, there's a lot of stuff we have the freedom to do now. We don't have the freedom to do anymore. I got to say no to that, no to that, no to that. So we can do yes to this because this is a higher priority. Intentional living is about putting what's most important above what's least important. And in the process, we got to get some help to do it. Join us looking for some freedom, some hope. I hope that helps Tracy. We're going to pray for you all here at the end of the show today. You can join us. Triple eight, triple eight, 1717. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
coming soon. The Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hope you'll do that. Listen, I just saw the report today. East Lansing, you know, we just started the promotion last last week. We're 25% already sold out there. I don't want you to miss out. Uh, and then our brand new station in Metro Detroit. Lo- love to come out and meet you, get a chance to help you understand and encourage you in your marriage and your family. Maybe you have some friends you want to bring for Auburn Hills. Again, March 1 in East Lansing, March 2nd, Saturday night in Auburn Hills in the Detroit area for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night. Your tickets are available today. All the proceeds go to the ministry. We just have the cost basically to cover the cost of our travel and things because we want as many people to come and be a part of this as possible. Again, March 1, March 2, Michigan, East Lansing, and in Auburn Hills. Go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And speaking of uh, Metro Detroit... Congratulations to all of our friends across Michigan who are Michigan fans. I wonder if any of the MSU fans are applauding a little bit today. But anyway, a national championship game against the University of Washington, 34-13. Congratulations to all of our listeners in Ann Arbor, Michigan today. And congratulations to uh, University of Washington. You guys had a great season as well at the end of the Pac-12 conference. Wrapping it all up this year, right? Anyway, congratulations, University of Michigan, after many years, I think, since uh, being at this this level of a national champion. So anyway, uh, congratulations. Uh, talking about uh, life today, love to have you join, join in. I'm Dr. Randy. Let's go to Gary in Arizona. Hi, Gary. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Appreciate your call. What uh, What's your question today? Well, my wife passed away like 10 years ago. I got remarried, didn't work out, split up, and then... Uh, since I I met I come to know Jesus through a friend at at a church in yeah. Stillwater, Minnesota, and he uh, he's trying to fix my marriage. Well, it wasn't fixable. I mean, it was just it was so lonely. Well, mm-hmm. it got to the point where I didn't want to be with her anymore. So I went out one. I used to go for walks in the morning. She'd still be in bed, so I just go out and I I come to the river on the bridge and I want to jump off the bridge and end my life. And I thought, you know, this is an easy way out. So I decided not to, and then in the meantime, I left her and went, came down here to Arizona. You know, I've been down here for 25 years. My, me and my first wife used to come down here. She passed away 10 years ago. But anyway, I would like to know if I'll get to get to see her again because I'm just. Do you so know? Do you know Christ? Do you know Christ as your yeah. Savior, Gary? For sure. Yeah. All right. Listen, the Bible teaches us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so if your wife was a believer, a follower in Jesus, she's with him and will be known as we are known. Now, there'll be no giving and taking of marriage in heaven, according to Scripture. But we will know each other. We don't know. It's, it, the Scripture says it's like we're looking through the bottom of a piece of glass. And it refers to it. To me, it's always been like looking through the bottom of one of those Coke bottles. Remember those Coke bottles? Not the cans, because you can't see anything. But the bottom of a Coke glass bottle if you look through the bottom, everything is distorted. 
and it's not quite clear. And so we don't have a perfect picture of what heaven's going to be like, but we know this is going to be perfect. There'll be no regrets. There'll be no loss. There'll be no tears. We know that there will be known as we are known. We know that we'll be with Jesus. And uh, we know, as the scripture says in John 14, that he goes to prepare a place for us. And if he goes, he's coming back to receive us unto himself, that where he is there, we may be also. That Those are the words of Christ. And so confidently, Gary, I would say if your wife knew the Lord and you do, you'll be together again in, in uh, not in marriage, but in heaven. It's really a beautiful, powerful picture. And listen, Gary, you had so much to your story. I'm glad that as you looked over that bridge, you said, hey, this is not God's intention. Let me say this to you. If you're feeling discouraged in this 2024, feeling overwhelmed, God has a plan, a purpose for your life. I believe that. We all have doubt. We have bad days. Listen, life is not easy. Intentional living is not about uh, experiencing that that uh, sense of every day that we have, we're winning, you know. Every day we're not winning. Some days we're losing. That's okay. But we have the opportunity to know Christ, follow him. All right, Gary, thank you. I hope, I hope that helps. All right, Sarah, how are you today? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Great, appreciate your call. Go right ahead. Well, I'm going to, um, it, it's twofold. Mm-hmm. I, I first want to um, just get, I just get so am so appreciative of the advice that you gave to Tracy, um, because there's not a lot of people that could or would do what she's doing for her grandkids. And, Amen. Um, and it was such good advice to tell her to take care of herself. Right. And I put up on my mirror, did you pray first? Mm-hmm. And that has helped tremendously. When something comes up in my life that I start to take on, um, I, I read that and I pray first before I take on more. Um, and then secondly, I would just like some advice on, uh, you mentioned the word habits at mm-hmm. the very beginning. Um, I would I would like to know if there are some resources um, for breaking habits that are obviously not good for us and learned uh, in terms of being a people pleaser, um, uh, that taking on other people's or lots of things to the point that that we end up in despair. And the other is guilt, um, where I was raised with guilt. And I always think that um, that I, I do things that are related to feeling guilty about about it if I don't do it for someone. Yeah. So I'm going to get off the phone, but um, and just listen to your advice. But that was just such good advice to Tracy, and I so appreciate um, what you're doing for people on a daily basis. Mm. Well, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. And I'll let you let you listen on the radio. Uh, get out your pencil because I'm going to give the name of a book I'd recommend uh, for people on this thing of habits in a moment. Um, you know, we talk about habits. We think of generally habits like, you know, I smoke. I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I got bad language or um, I eat too much or go through the drive through when I shouldn't. Come on, Joel. Don't give me that look. Uh, but, you know, we, we all have habits that we'd like to break. But there's not only habits like those. There's habits of heart, habits of emotion, where 
it's it's like our initial response. Uh, as human beings, we tend to always go back to the easy way out. And so if I'm used to feeling guilty, something happened, I must be my responsibility. It's raining out today, you know. And so we have to be able to challenge a habit at the point when it occurs. And the book I'm going to refer to mentions this, that we have to make these these habits that we don't like more visible in our life. In other words, we have to just, when we realize it's happening, we have to say, this is happening right now. And I choose, as the Bible says, to take captive every thought out of obedience to Christ. And I choose to take this guilt I'm feeling and realize it's a fuel to help me change. And I'm going to change my mind. We can change our mind. Whatever is true and right and admirable and praiseworthy and of good report to think on such things is what the scripture says to us in uh, Philippians 4, 8. But there is a book. In fact, I'm rereading it. I read it a few years ago and I just been rereading it again. And it's not a Christian book. Okay. I just tell you right off front, but it is a national bestseller and it gives some, it gives some good, good things to think about how, how habits are formed and how to deal with habits. And it's just a really practical way. There's no scripture, but you can see the application as Christians. We know that truth is truth, right? And anyway, it's a book called Atomic Habits. Uh, Atomic Habits. I can't think of the guy who wrote it. What's James his? Clear. Clear? Yeah. Cl- James, James Clear. All right. Thank you, Joel, um, for that. You might, did you read it? Is that what you're doing? All right. James Clear. It's called Atomic Habits. And it's, it's a good book. It's well written. It's a national bestseller. In fact, I saw that it was like number one on Amazon again even though it's like four or five years old. So uh, that's kind of a January book everybody's reading for this new year. But anyway, you might want to, to uh, order that or pick that up. It's called Atomic Habits. James Clear is the name. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're out of time. This has been great. I, I love talking to you. That's why we're here in this month, just to talk to you about things that matter. God loves you. He cares for you. I want to say thank you to our members who are supporting Intentional Living allowing me to do this every day. Uh, we can't do this without your support. So can I just ask you to pray about being a member of our Intentional Living community, a monthly teaching coming out every month. This month, it's on the topic of live by what you tell your kids. Aha. Come on, Joel. You, you get it. You're a dad. Things that we've said to our kids, we should tell ourselves, like, don't touch that. Or uh, go ask your father. Oh, that'll preach right there. How about I'm proud of you? This one's a good one. Not now, maybe later. We love to tell our kids that. How about clean up your mess? You can do it. Uh, we can't afford that. And always get your homework done first. All right. There'll be some more. That's in my lesson. How do we apply those things to our own life? Uh, that's the January lesson. Anyway, thank you for your support. We need you. I really do. How do you join? Just go to theintentionallife.com theintentionallife.com click on donate or call during west coast business hours 888-888-1717 secondly we're going to all stay here in the studio now for 30 minutes and i'll continue to talk to whoever calls what's your question i'm here for you and we'll record these it'll air later this week so all you have to do is call 888-888-1717 press number one wait for Stephen to answer And uh, we'll get to your calls. Those of you on the line, hang on. Rita and Cheryl will get to your calls here in just a moment after we go off the air. Thank you, Joel, for your help. And Stephen, and to each of you, God bless you. And I do pray that God will be with those of you who are challenged today 
especially as we think of uh, Tracy and her needs today. Amen. We'll see you next time.